Welcome to the Association Strong Podcast, where we offer insight from both a seasoned association exec and an entrepreneur. I'm Dave Will. And I'm Tom Morrison. Listen in as we discuss and debate hot topics in the association community. Don't forget to subscribe and share us with your friends. Amy Hempel, I'm so happy to have you with Tom and me on this uh, Association Strong podcast. I, I, you know what? I'm happy to be here to hear how Amy, because I get her, her check-ins from her, and I know it is probably leveraging, it's leveraging technology to make it more effective, but it's also, it's probably overwhelming her because so many people are taking advantage of it. So I'm anxious to hear how technology that makes you more efficient can actually also overwhelm you a little bit. Yes. So with uh, full transparency, Amy is a friend, as is Tom, (laughs) and they are both actually PropFuel clients too. So um, those those go hand in hand. So when you're talking about the check-ins, I think that's what you're talking about, the check-ins that come with the questions through PropFuel. Amy, thanks, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Let me summarize where this came from. Amy and I were in one of our working sessions, working on creating this conversational engagement thing. And, you know, generally speaking for a few minutes before the session begins, we start chit-chatting about stuff. And we got into this conversation, Amy, I don't know if you remember this about, I don't know how it's kind of a, you know, we're, we're, it's overwhelming sometimes uh, being at home and there not being much of a divide between right. work mm-hmm. and home, right? right? Kids, right. dogs, dinner, mm-hmm. lunch, Breakfast. family, cleaning, <laughs> laundry, yes. work, emails, questions from clients, questions from members, questions from bosses questions from subordinates, Mm -hmm. laundry. So it's like, it's where is that line? And so we got in this conversation like, man, this is really hard and Mm -hmm. I concur. But before she answers, you know what I think magnifies that? And I know a lot of people listening on this, this podcast can probably feel this, is having a boss that still thinks that working in the office as a team is overwhelmingly better than working in remote anywhere. And they're, even though they've been more productive probably than ever in the last nine months working a lot from home, they're still pressing you to get yourself back in the office, which magnifies your emotions because you've been probably, most people have been more effective at home than they have been in the office. So that just kind of magnifies the emotions of it because you feel like, oh my gosh, now I got to totally change again and move back to another place that is effective, but not probably as effective. But I think right. that kind of, mat- would you agree with that, Amy? Yeah, I would agree with that. I, and, and, and just like Dave said, um, you know, we, we did have, well, I know I talked a couple of times with him to say, how do I make this work? I mean, just getting up in the morning is just totally different than getting up, walking out the door. I used to listen to my radio to get myself together before I went into the office. Then I would have my breakfast. Wait, 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 wait. You would, would you sit in the parking? I'd pitch you right now sitting in the parking lot of your car outside of ASAE. By the way, I didn't introduce Amy. Amy uh, works for ASAE. Um, she, she works with members primarily. What's your title, Amy? I'm Senior Director of Member Relations. Okay, so Amy works for ASA. Amy, are you telling me that you would drive to work, sit in your car outside the ASA office, and just like jam out and some music to pump yourself up to get in there? Well, I'm doing that on my way to work. Okay. And then I would sit and listen. I wouldn't stop a song in midsection. I would finish out my song, get myself together, go to work, you know, and, and you would have your breakfast, lunch, and then you would, I would do the same thing coming back home, get myself prepared for my evening at home, which is preparing my dinner, doing whatever chores that I needed to do or what have you. 
now, like you just described, Dave, it's all in one place, all right here. <laughs> where are you right now? Like I, I've seen your background. I've seen this many a time, but mm -hmm. where are you in your house? So what I did when I moved in here in August is when you walk through the door, there's one of those formal dining rooms and it wasn't ever being used. So we had someone close it off in front of me. They closed it off and I made this into my office. So mm -hmm. I have three windows behind me. I still need to do something with these windows. But yes, I closed this off and now I have an office. Um, so you have a private area. Yes. Which, you know, that I don't know that that solves the real problem that we're talking about. So tell tell us a little, minute, Amy, about... Hold on, hold on yeah. a second, Dave. See, I want, this is where... See, me and Dave push back at each other. Dave's the contrarian. I'm the I'm the philosopher and the positive guy, but I'm going to play I'm contrarian. the lover. He's the I'm going to play contrarian for a change here. So I think the private space does make a difference because I know many people I've talked to who say, you know what? I can never get myself mentally focused on work because I feel like I'm always in transition because I don't have my office space where everything looks organized. I have my cabinet over there, my right. picture there. And you just feel like you're in the middle of a move. Instead right. of being able, and I know people listening in on this probably go, my gosh, that's me. So, I mean, does that fit you a little bit? I agree, Tom. I'm able to come in here and close the doors and I feel like I can shut everything off on the outside. Yeah. Even though I, really, I really can't, but I can because now I have my own dedicated space. Um, so yes, that, that is it. Is that work calling So could me? you be, could, could yeah, yeah, it was work. <laughs> Yes, it was working. We're trying to have a darn conversation here. So, Amy, I got a big question for you. When you're listening to that song in the parking lot, has there ever been a moment that we could look out in the parking lot and see you get out of the car and say, I've just got to dance to this one right here? Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what yeah. You... I'm, mostly doing, I'm mostly doing that in the car. I don't know how good I am, Tom, so I'm not showing off outside of it. <laughs> what's, the, what's the genre? What are you listening to? What are you listening to there, Amy, in the car? Um, I mean, I'm listening to R&B. Um, I'm listening to, yeah, basically it's R&B. Yeah. Like hip-hoppy R&B or are you talking like soul Yeah, kind of hip-hoppy. So, yeah, so I can, so I can get the juices. Okay, right. yeah. are, you, are you singing along? Are you like all into I'm it? I'm singing. I'm singing. Yeah. I think I, I think I know how to sing, but I don't really think I can. So I'm not going to do that around too many people. <laughs> So, so, well, there's, so there's three types of singers. There's American Idol, there is karaoke, and then there's shower singing. Okay, I'm karaoke because I love karaoke. I love karaoke. Yeah. See, yeah, I'm a shower I'm, singer. I would I'm not let anybody else hear me ever sing because I can't <laughs> I can't karaoke for anything. Tom, is car singing different than, than shower singing? I no, car like singing is car be. singing is definitely shower singing because you're the only one in the car usually when you're singing Correct. and you got the radio wide open, so you so you can't hear how bad you are. You sound like you're right in the music. I think I'm a great singer in the car, but you if you somebody whipped, if somebody turned the the sound off, I would be so bad. I'm I'm sure you are, Tom. As am I. And I'll tell you what uh, you said alone. My poor kids and wife. I have no regard for them when we're in the car and a song comes on. It's you know, there's I'm belting it out. Oh. And they're sitting there. My kids have their headphones on. Oh, and, yeah. You know, so, mm -hmm. so they they can't hear. My poor wife, she just, again, she's just kind of yeah, compliant with my behavior. It. She's used to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, tune, right. your tune has not changed. So. <laughs> so, Amy, tell me how, what do you find difficult in terms of 
and I guess this is about work-life balance, right? I could fill in the blanks, but I'm not going to. What, what do you find difficult about working and living in the same place? I don't feel you really get a break. I don't think that, you know, like I just described, I got a break stepping outside of the house, getting in the car, driving. That was a break from, you know, each little segment that you do throughout the day. I don't get that break. I hear all the time there are people who say, shut down for your lunch, go for a walk, you know. Okay, I've done it some some of the time, but I haven't gotten myself to the point where I can do it consistently. So maybe that's the way that people are able to do it. I haven't gotten there yet. Also, you know, Tom, I don't know if you know this about me, but Dave does. I started at ASAE a year ago when the pandemic started. So I started at February. And then in March, we were like, pick up your computers, take everything home. So I started this job in the pandemic as well. And wow. I was a new employee. Yeah. I didn't know anybody. I mean, it was like, so everything that I'm doing um, right now over this last year of, of learning my role, learning the organization, um, trying to engage our members through the, tool that, the tools that I'm using for um, engagement, it's all new and I've had to do it through this screen. You know, I didn't, right. I, I didn't meet you, Tom, like I would normally meet people. So right. it's been just in the house, the consistency of being in the house that all of us have had to struggle with. Cause in the first part of this pandemic, we, you weren't going anywhere any days, you know, we were just you in the house every day. Right. Um, so it, I think all of us have felt that. Does that answer you, Dave? Yeah, I mean, can you, when, with your calendar, uh, like you, so you haven't been able to consistently get out for walks and stuff in between meetings. Do you block off your calendar like back to back with meetings? You know what? I don't, I don't do that. And I told myself, and I haven't done it yet, that I was going to block my calendar for stuff where I could get out and do things. But what I'm finding is, my colleagues block my calendar for meetings back to back to back. Okay, so your meetings are back to back. So you're yeah. saying like you don't have much time in between meetings or podcasts like this one to go outside. Yeah, I I get yeah. the same feeling and that I would agree with that. One of the problems I have is I try to do that. I start to do that, but then what I find is people request a meeting or I need to book a meeting and like I'm looking at my calendar and I've got this 30 minute window in between meetings or maybe a, a one hour window in the day. It's like either I put it there or I put it out a week. Right. And and so I'm weak and I, I, I put it there instead. And so I do try to get out of my office. I have an office in my basement. Um, it's a nice office. I mean, it's 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 not it like a, nice. it's, yeah. it's a finished basement. So it's not like a I'm not in a cave. I've got windows. I, mm -hmm. I can see outside. And so in between meetings, even if it's just for five minutes, assuming I've, I'm have i somewhat connected to my email and I've been able to mm -hmm. monitor that in between, that's the first priority to make sure I'm staying on top of things. But if I have a few minutes, I'll just go walk outside and just pet my dogs for a minute and walk back in, even if it's a five minute window. And it never feels like enough, but it's something. Right in between so, that helps me a lot that's the biggest charge i get during the day working at home is okay. walking outside even well, if it's not for and i'm not advising you i'm just telling you what works for me right right I, it's good to hear what works for others you know 
Were you going to tell me something, Tom? I was just to say, hearing both of you, let me share with the See, I, I, I rebel against all that stuff. So I, I, my day is like George Jetson on the treadmill. I'm just running, running, running. But here's, what I, here's where it goes south for most people, is that they, especially people like you two who have meetings all day long in a lot of cases, you have your meetings, but then you have four hours of to-dos that's on top of that. And see, in my world, what I do, which I've been doing this for now 10 years, is I, I put meetings and all my, to, I give every to-do at minimum 20 to 30 minutes on my calendar. So if you call, if you said, hey, Tom, can you uh, send me an example of a check-in next Monday so I can see how you're doing it? I'd go out and put it on next Monday and it'd get a 30-minute block to send to you. So if I've got four meetings, I've got all my to-dos around that. So on Monday, if somebody asked me for an appointment, and I have, and I, and it's taken up between to-dos and the uh, the meetings. I just move it to another day. I think that's the challenge with most people is they use their meeting calendar only for meetings, and then they have this legal size page of to-dos that have to get done, and that gives them ten to thirteen hours of work when they only have eight to work. Right. I think that's what that's how that's how I've been able to tailor it back, and that's why I give everybody everything I do a thirty-minute segment. Because ultimately, I might only spend 15 doing your thing that you asked me to do. So I've got 15 minutes of buffer tone, what I call mental relax time, right. to keep me from being stressed. Because, I mean, I've talked, I've seen Dave, and we've talked at five o'clock, and he, I'm like, how's your day going? He's, Dude, I am mentally exhausted. Mm -hmm. And that's, a, and I know he's in the middle of building a company. And so for me, I really try and rebel against that, because I hate getting the day at five o'clock and being mentally exhausted and can't give any time to friends, especially my wife, family, kids, grandkids. So that, that's the only thing I kind of comment on both of y'all is, is I think the number one thing people can do for time management is consolidate to-dos and meetings into one calendar. So you can definitely see, because when the cup's filling over, the cup is filling over and you're going to, and you're going to, you're going to bust from it. Tom, you want to hear something? Yes. This is a, listen closely. I totally <laughs> agree. I agree. Tom, I, I agree with it. you, man. I, I, Finally. I, I, and, I, and I'm sure every, I'm sure everybody listening in can feel that too, because I'm I see I see people when I when I they I, I say hey can you do this for me, they'll pull out this legal size pad with the front page full yeah and they go to a second page I'm like to do lists are awful to do lists are are the worst the I agree with you calendar my calendar I don't want to speak for other people my calendar is where things get done. Mm -hmm. And if I can't put it in the calendar, it's not going to get done. On rare occasion, what I'll do is I'll make a list of things that have to happen today, you know, and I'll put that on a piece of paper. But in terms of to-do lists, in my experience, I'll make them. They just never get done. It's more just uh -huh. to get things outside of my head. 100% of my calendar, no matter what it is, dates, kid time, working out, your time wow. is all right here in Kalingu. And I can wake up on any given day and look at it. And if I just do the, here, here's how I did it. One a number of years ago, I have a spreadsheet that tracks everything I could ever have my hands in with the association, every project, committee, whatever. And that, that's on a, a five-page Excel sheet that I check every Friday at three o'clock to make sure I've got something moving it forward. And all the to-dos are in here. Someday I have two things to do. Someday I have 12 things to do. Right. But the concept is if I do all the little things along the way, all the big projects just happen. But the, what most people do is they're looking at all 372 things they have to get done every day and it overwhelms them. So since we're doing show and tell, I just want to show you this real quick, Tom. Okay. You okay. just showed how your phone looks. 
I wanted to laugh out loud when you said you go to people and you look at their desk and they have this pad that they have. Here we and go, look, ready? Look, before I got on the, before I got on this with y'all, I rolled these back so I can start a fresh page. Ah! <laughs> For everyone listening, Amy just held up a legal size pad with about six pages turned backwards. She could start a new page for us. I love it. I think this is the most fun uh, podcast we've done yet, Tom. I agree. I everybody we, just, we all love bitching and moaning, right? And that's what this is. It's just, we just wanted to bitch and moan about time uh, and work invading on our home life. Amy, tell me about your nights. What are your What are your nights like? Your transition, maybe your transition or lack of transition. Like, tell me about. Do you work at night? Do you check emails at night? Yeah. I actually, I know the answer to this. Amy, I do because I've received <laughs> emails from you at I'm nine sorry. at night. I'm sorry. Don't be I sorry because I do the same uh, thing. And and I'm to be just... honest, I don't unlike it. Okay. <laughs> I don't okay. dislike it when I'm doing it, but when I look back on, it, I'm like, God, what am I doing? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying too. I'm like, why am I sending this? And then I'm saying to myself, I should have checked out now to get to let myself you know, just get back together for the night, just relax, exhale, breathe, but I'm still going. I mean, I try to close this door in this office, walk out. Um, I'm trying to look at my TV shows or cook something good for dinner, but my mind is still going about what I didn't do or that email that I didn't send or because I can't check out like I could have if I left the office. My office is right here. So let me ask you a big question with that. So when you're thinking about all the things that you have to do, <clears throat> are the things that are popping in necessarily things that you really had to do that day? Or are they just to-dos that pop up that says, well, I could probably, it, it could be done on Friday instead of Monday, but you're still thinking about it today because you thought you might have could have got to it. Yeah, that, yeah. Because that to me, that's, that's what helped me uh, managing the time is I had I got absolute confidence that what needed to be done on Friday is in my daytime or on Friday so I don't have to worry about it so as long as I get done what's on my to-do list for today it's stress-free because I got everything done that needed to get done today to push every project forward tomorrow could be busier could be less but I think right. that's also what happens is most of the things we're worrying about getting done don't actually actually need to be done today we're just thinking about it yeah. but we think we need to get it done yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I've had a lot of worries in my life, most of which have never happened. Mark Twain. All right. So and and so what happens is we get to the night times and we're like, we get anxious about things happening at work. And instead of letting go, we try to fix it. We try to solve these problems. That At least that's my mentality, mm -hmm. right? I think about something, a client, I think about something you're working on, Amy, and I want to help out with it. Or, or I see an email come in from somebody out in the West Coast where it's only four or five, six o'clock their time, and it's seven, eight, nine o'clock my time. And I want to help them, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so again, this, it comes into if I don't help them, what's going to happen? And I think we get ourselves wound up into this sentiment that it can't wait or that it's better for everyone if we do it now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, I, for me, my kids are off doing their own things pretty much. My wife's doing her own thing. So I may be in a lot of the times when I'm doing this by myself anyway, 
but I still think you got to have a relationship with yourself in the mm-hmm. evenings. I think there's a time when you just need to, if you're watching TV or reading a book or simply just um, doing something for yourself, I think it's really important for us to have that without thinking about work. And I'm, I'm the worst at that. I'm terrible at that, especially as an entrepreneur where it's my business and I care so passionately about it. You know, two, two things I do every day when I, I do it actually in the morning at night, but in the, especially at night to kind of unwind from work is I walk up, we have this nice massage chair that wasn't horribly expensive, but I sit up there for 15 minutes in the massage chair and I watch reels videos on Instagram and oh laugh. My and for say, how oh long? I got for 15 minutes. <laughs> That's never happened ever in the history. People sitting down and watch some social media for 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 the, minutes is like, this is a blink of an eye with, with social media. I know, but the Reels videos are hilarious. I say, oh my gosh, moments. I'm like, how could they do that? And I'm laughing for 15. It's hilarious to watch. 15 other minutes slash three hours. That's what it turns. <laughs> you know, I, so when I lay in bed sometimes, don't judge me when you hear this, people. But when I lay in bed sometimes, like uh, it's oftentimes I'm the first one to bed. My wife is off doing the things that I have no idea what she does, but there's things that have to happen before bed apparently. And, and so she's off doing all these things and I'm laying in bed and I want to wait, you know, I want to talk and stuff. And so I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I pull up Instagram. Oh my God. That if you, I get caught in the social media, right. Where an hour could slip by easily. Yep. Looking at boats go through big waves, kite surfers. <laughs> I don't know, people dancing funny ways, grandma, right, right. you know, like there's uh, such stupid stuff and I get so wrapped up in it. That's not what this is about, is it though? We're talking about other things, but you know what? It is what this is it about. Is. If that's how we want to spend the downtime, which I don't recommend, right. but. Right. Yeah. Well, we spent, but see, for me, we spend so much time on brain full activity, things that require brain activity to think through deep that sometimes like for me, I need, that brainless activity to just watch other people do crazy stuff that I can just laugh at. I don't think social media is brainless though. I think sleeping, meditating, resting is brainless. Mm -hmm. I I think that's what actually allows you to recharge. I don't think social media allows you to recharge. I'm not sure about TV. I feel like that would be the same thing. I think TV would be the same thing as social media. Yeah. Well, the only thing I I say brainless- Charging. What? I, I, I recharge through laughing and that's what watching the real videos does. It makes me laugh a lot. So I, I love that. And it really, it really, I think pushes through positive things in your brain and your body. Right. I, I agree. That's with why that. I spend 15 yes. minutes watching that. Cause it takes me out of the seriousness of work and puts mm. me into a playful mindset for the rest of the night. So let, let's talk about something for a second. Uh, in the laughing, you got me thinking about this. Tom, you mentioned earlier that I come to you sometimes at the end of the day and we connect sometimes four or five o'clock for whatever reason, sometimes Mm -hmm. social, sometimes work. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty transparent with you and with Mm -hmm. Amy for that matter. And I'm like, sometimes at the end of the day, I'm just like, I have no brain power. Like my ability to make a decision, my ability to solve a problem has diminished significantly by the end of the day. And scientifically, I think, and I'm not going to explain it in a very scientific way, but your brain only has a certain number of decisions it can functionally make before it needs to shut down and rest. And that's what sleep is. And so sleep is made up of deep sleep, light sleep, and REM. And REM being the lightest of them, Mm -hmm. where that's kind of the dream state. But deep sleep 
most people only get about an hour of deep sleep a night. And that's where you recharge. And I, I learned this because I got a new Garmin watch that measures all this stuff and I was reading up <laughs> on it. But, but the, the deep sleep is where you really recharge. And the deep sleep actually happens very close to when you first go to sleep. But having said that, it's amazing. Like you think about being tired, being related to a physical activity. Like I went for a long run today, I'm tired. Or I went skiing all day and I'm tired. But fatigue actually, I think, comes just as much from brain usage. And so my wife yeah. also said to me the other day, she's like, man, I just don't understand how you hit the sack and you're asleep in 30 seconds because that happens mm -hmm. to me all the time. And I think it's because I'm cranking so hard every day in front of the computer, not moving a lot. But man, it's like the brain is working all day long. So heard how do you fix like, how, I mean, how do you how do you recharge? I know a lot of people do naps. I have not successfully been able to do a 20, 20 minute power nap. I've heard in winding down that men have light switches and females have dimmer switches. You think it's mm -hmm. genetic? I mean, you think it's um, gender related? I've talked to so many males that just uh, wives even that say my husband lay down, he's out. And then yeah. they say, I, I, I sit up worrying about everything going on around me, the kids, yes. the housework. I mean, I, I think, I think there is something about that a little bit. What about you, Tom? Do you, do you fall asleep easily? In a heartbeat. I probably, Amy. I'm probably asleep in 15 seconds. You don't, Amy? No. Mm -mm. Huh. I wonder if there's yeah, something I'm thinking to that. about everything that needs to be done. You know, I want to make sure that he's on top of the things that he said he was supposed to do this week for me. So I'm going to make sure I leave him a list. So, I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, what are you hearing from other executives out there as you talk to them? I mean, in the last year, what have you, what have you, uh, have you had any conversations or any of the check-ins that you've done focus on the whole finding the fine line between working at home and having life at home as well? I mean, we are having those conversations. Um, they're not quite frankly as deep as this. You know, even though we're laughing a lot, this is a little deeper than what we've been doing. But people are having the same issues, the mm -hmm. issues about that work-life balance, shutting down for the day and having their life um, how, how they're struggling with their kids at home because, you know, all of our kids were at yeah. home this year. Um, how many so do you that, have? Huh? How many do you have? Well, I have one okay. who is 28, so I do not have, mine isn't living with me, okay. but I have a grandson who just turned three. Um, my partner has a son who's um, 18, so he's been here. He was supposed to start his first year of college. He's been here in the house with us as well, doing virtual learning. Um, but that's that's a lot. What we're talking about today is the same thing everybody is struggling with. They're also now talking more about what you talked about at one point, Tom, about getting back into the office. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot um, about this phrase that people are now starting to use, post-anxiety um, from the pandemic. So, you know, it's like, they want to get back to work, but they're scared, um, mm -hmm. you know. So a lot of that's starting to to churn. So Dave, we're 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 like five minutes away from you having to go. So what yeah. I'd really like, if we could transition to it, is Amy. Just what are some lessons learned that you could encourage people listening that's to what this? I was going to ask Tom, like, what's something you've actually figured out to combat this? What actually, one or two why don't we all do answer that? One, yeah. one or two things, and we'll wrap there. So I'll say two things. 
I, well, I'll say three things. I haven't learned as much as I thought I would have learned after this whole year. Um, so that's right off the bat. You guys have just taught me a couple of things here. Secondly is that I've learned, I always, I'm a people person. I love to be in the office with people. I love to get up, walk around, talk to people. I have learned that I really love that. I knew I loved it, but I really love that now mm -hmm. after this year. Thirdly, I've learned to start taking some time and doing some stuff that I want to do, which is I like to decorate a little bit. So we have this five bedroom house. It's only, you know, we only using two bedrooms. So um, like I said, I, I got this office built the way I want it. The second room um, upstairs in the bed, a bedroom, I have a bedroom for me, which is, I call it my she room. I have a nice little a uh, cute like day trundle bed in there. It's gray, black, and yellow. And um, I had those are the colors in there. I repainted um, a chest of drawers, black and gray. Um, I have a yellow chair in there. It's like funky, but it's my. What do, what do you call that? Your she room? It's a my room because I'm a she. No, I get it. I get it. I just so, wanted to clarify. So yeah. I go in there and just lay, watch my TV. I can read my book in there. So I did a few things for me this year. Right, yeah, no? absolutely. Okay. That's awesome. Well, you, Tom. So for me, I learned I really had to really hone in on my, because I like keeping work separate from, I don't like mixing it in the house. I want them separate. So I just hone in on my time management and I would encourage everybody listening to do the same thing, but kill your to-do list, find a way Find a way to put your to-dos in your calendar on the day that it needs to be done and okay. then focus on today. And because uh, then what you have is confidence in your time management system, which relieves you of all the stress. Because as long as it's written down in a day in the future, you know that you can get it done on that day. Okay. Um, and the second thing is don't do anything before eight o'clock and after 530. Once you do that, you free yourself up mentally to have less to worry about. And you just focus on work eight o'clock to five thirty. That means and I, I'm I'm okay if people want to answer emails. But here's the thing: the moment you send an email to a volunteer, especially a volunteer or to a board member or a leader, automatically they think, "Oh, I can get in, I can get information from Amy anytime I want." Yeah. I take emails from from my volunteers and board leaders, but I never answer them after five thirty before eight. I keep okay. it business time, and that really selects. so. Put your to-dos on your day timer, get rid of that, and then really manage everything between work hours and non-work hours and, and live life in those off hours. There, there is a direct correlation between the number of emails you send and the number of emails you receive. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, think about conversational engagement, Amy. You know, this is, we talk a lot about that. When you, set, when you say something, people respond mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. an interaction and so you know mm -hmm. if you want your emails to stop stop sending them the one thing i that successfully works for me and i don't have a lot of them it's really just one thing is i, I we meet in zoom a lot like we are now and, and oftentimes it's necessary but when it's not i like to go back to old school and just talk on the phone and when i do talk on the phone i get away from my desk i go outside and I skim my pool. Mm. I walk, I got my AirPods on and I, it's got to be an informal meeting, of course, but, or maybe a conversation with a friend, but I go out there with my net and I mindlessly just scoop stuff off the top of the pool. And I love it. It's like, mm. just, you want to hear something terrible? This is gross, but I'm going to say it anyway. We have three dogs 
and I'll also go out with a shovel and walk through the yard and just pick up the unpleasant trees that have been deposited in the yard. So pick up. And that is, it's so satisfying. It's gotta be done. It's, it's gross to other people. To me, it's not. It's just something's gotta be done. It's the ultimate accomplishment, Dave. You can instantly see Picking your up progress. Shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about getting shit done, right? right? All right. And on that note, on that note, Amy, thanks so much for joining us. Really, Amy, it's great to have to you today. Yes, thank you. I'm Absolutely. Glad, I'm glad you guys asked me to join. We hope you gained some inspiration that will help you run an efficient and effective association just like a business and maybe laugh a little with us. If you have a topic you would like to hear us talk about, or if you just want to reach out to us for any reason, you can contact us at Tom at tommorrison.biz or dave at propfuel.com. Give us a review if you haven't already. And don't forget, subscribe and share with your friends.